Hello everybody, welcome to the Port Harcourt Book Club's podcast. I don't know why it took us forever to do this, but this is the very first episode of our podcast. A podcast for a book club that has been around since 2014. Um, I am Sandra, you're going to hear my voice almost all the time. And you're going to hear the voice <laughs> of... Um, um, different people one of the people that you're going to hear is whoever it is that picks the book of the month so at the book club we have one random person selected to pick a, pick a book that everybody in the book club will read and after they read that book we meet uh, on the last sunday of every month and um, when we meet we review that book and what we decided to do is give you a chance who's listening from um, Kafanchan or China or wherever to get a feel of what it's like at the Port Harcourt Book Club. So with me today is the host of this month's um, book. He chose the book that we read this month. His name is Eze. Hi Eze. Hi Sandra. You're going to speak up Eze. Okay. Say that again. Hi Sandra. Okay. <laughs> and um, what we did was ask for volunteers to be on the podcast and my very first volunteer was Andy. Hi Andy. Hi Sandra. And uh, my second volunteer was Zuchi. Hi Zuchi. Hi Sandra. So I'm assuming that everyone who's here, because I kept droning about it, I kept making noise about it. Finish the book, finish the book, finish the book. So I'm assuming that everyone in, in that you are hearing their voice right now finished the book, am I right? <laughs> Not <Yes>. necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I finished it. Yes, you're the host, you have to finish it. I had to. Uh, Andy, did you finish the book? Why are you singling me out? I'm, I'm just asking a question. I feel attacked. <laughs> <laughs> Today. Okay, good. See, Zuchi, did you finish book? Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Uh, you think so? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, I, I'm hoping that we read the book enough to agree that Okendibe is a freeloader. Uh... <laughs> yeah, can we start with that? Not really. I don't know, but from my own perspective, I didn't actually see him as a freeloader. Mm-hmm. I just felt that was his experience in those um, given times. So, okay. I didn't really sit, see him as a freeloader. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you're gonna... The only time I saw him as a freeloader was the going Dutch part. Okay. You know, the part where he had to bathe with different shampoos and all that. I just felt he, he was deprived. Was a village yeah, boy. Yeah, like he didn't know what that was about. So, he just had to have a taste of everything. Mm-hmm. But the going Dutch, I didn't get it. Someone asked you to go to lunch. How do you just assume the person was going to pay for your meal? Mm. It doesn't make sense to me. So Actually, as a Nigerian man. Exactly. Oh, where stop. you know... <laughs> <laughs> well, you could argue that he was liberated enough not to make the assumption that the man had to pay, oh. and he was ready to allow the woman to pay. That's a valid argument. Yes. Yeah, that, that's actually a very well, valid argument. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, Eze chose the book. Why did you choose this book, Eze? Um, given the choice I had at the moment, I I just saw it and I the the the, the name title. jumped. Yeah, it yeah. jumped at me. I was like, okay. Let me and I then read the um, excerpt at the back. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this could be a good story, right? Mm-hmm. How not to look an, an American I am. Mm-hmm. So what I were just, you expecting when you before you knew what the book was about? What did you expect the book was going to be about? I didn't really, ex- I didn't really have any expectation. It was until I chose it. Mm-hmm. And then I told me to remember, I was like, oh, damn, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this was just going to be a novel, a fiction. Yeah. So, when I now found out it was a memoir, I was just looking forward to reading it. And okay. For me, yeah. When you read it, were you disappointed? 
funny thing was I I actually struggled to read it. Not because it wasn't interesting. I was very busy, so I had to force myself to finish, to finish it. But each time I picked it up, mm -hmm. I had um, a good time reading it. Okay. Apart from the baby grammar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was like, quite liberal with the grammar. There was a point I was reading and I, I just had to drop it. I was like, wow, what is this? Like, <laughs> the word just jumped at me. I just dropped the book and slept off. Uh, what, what, what did you think of the book, generally speaking, Andy? What did you think of, of the book, generally speaking? Well, okay, it's it's a good way to write a memoir. Okay. I like the style mm -hmm. uh, that he was going for. You know, mm -hmm. like he was... if memoirs were written like this, I would read memoirs all the time. Oh yes, and I love the fact that it was a thematic memoir. Mm -hmm. It was really about a particular time in his life mm -hmm. and you know his evolution as an American and as a writer. Mm -hmm. So I liked that, mm -hmm. but I think. Beyond that, the execution mm -hmm. of the style mm -hmm. left a lot to be desired. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't read like Izzy has pointed out his use of, of words. Mm -hmm. I, it's not just that he was using like big words, mm -hmm. which is which is neat, but he was using them in a very disjointed way. It disrupted his narrative a lot That's of right. the time, mm -hmm. and I felt sometimes he used them. When they were not really necessary. Well, can you think of anyone that was really ridiculous? Um, by, by, by the end of the podcast, I would have. But yeah, they were, yeah, I'll remember some because there was some I wrote some notes. It was, it was really terrible. It was almost like he was trying to show us he knew the words. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yes, and, the, and the book, I mean, sometimes it got a bit disjointed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, one minute he's talking about something that happened in 1996 and the next then, is in 2009. Then we are back to 1990-something. Exactly. I feel like sometimes the book could have used one more edit. Because here's what happens a lot of the time with the book. Mm. He starts to tell us about Chino Achebe. Mm -hmm. Then he realizes that, okay, he's not told us everything we need to know about, about Chino Achebe. Achebe. So he has to now take us back. Bye. Same mm -hmm. thing with showing Show different yeah. things. And I felt maybe an editor should have made him break those things up and give us a bit more foreshadowing, mm -hmm. give us a bit more build-up, mm -hmm. rather than having to give us the context after he mentions mm -hmm. them, maybe give us the context before. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it even happened with his wife. Like, mm -hmm. he told us about his father-in-law before he told us about his wife. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. so I feel like maybe the, he needed one more edit to just, like... Put everything Put together, together make it more sequential. Yeah. Yes. So at the book club today, um, this book caused quite the conversation. We talked about everything from race to... Um, I, I got out of pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> talked about race, uh, talked about um, the expectations that is heaped upon children by the parents and the extended family. Talked obviously about the going Dutch thing. Talked about um, the ignorance on the part of the white people. We also have on the fact that this book seems to not have been written or seems to have not been written for the Nigerian audience. Ezra, do you agree? Um, I don't really have an opinion on, on, on that particular perspective. But, mm. um, I just, let's just say, I just started reading again, mm -hmm. like last year. So I don't really have a perspective on if you can say yeah, for if sure. I can say for sure mm. if he actually wrote it for Nigerians or not. Okay, how about you? Not, how about you, Zuchi? Yeah, I think he wrote it for a wider audience, okay. not just for Nigerian. Um, Nigerian. Yeah, like if you're Nigerian and you read it, you mm -hmm. get what he's trying to say. Mm -hmm. If you're an American and you're reading it, you're mm -hmm. like, oh, oh, okay, is this what Africa? Mm -hmm. it, it it's from this author's perspective. Mm -hmm. So he was trying to make a lot of things. Um, should I say? Uh, more tenable. He wasn't trying to shake tables. <laughs> Let me put it that way. He wasn't trying to shake tables. Mm -hmm. He was just trying to say, okay, this is Africa as you thought it was. Mm -hmm. But this is the Africa I'm bringing to you. But mm -hmm. not being very glaring with mm -hmm. the Africa I want you to relate to. Mm -hmm. But then, so that you're not really offended by the Africa I'm trying to paint. Mm -hmm. So that was what I got from the, the memoir. Mm -hmm. But I think he should have been able to tell his story 
authentically mm-hmm. without yes. trying to you know pander to the western yes but exactly. i mean who are we to say that he wasn't telling his authentic story for all we know he actually grew up in a peace poor place yeah, emphasis on the piss <laughs> well yeah but see here's the thing he may have grown up in a piss poor place mm-hmm. but he also had like a, a decent education for instance in that africa mm-hmm. he didn't really emphasize that mm-hmm. you know but he went out of the way he picked details i call it poverty porn mm-hmm. you know he was doing because when a lot of western readers mm-hmm. read about africa there are things they expect to see mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he was so, so careful, careful to make sure he mm-hmm. they saw that. it so like for instance like they're like in that scene where he first hears about communism mm-hmm. in the bar mm-hmm. like he he had to make the point that he was playing football with a ball made out of tied oh, up dirty rags but so that's rags. The, that's a reality that's a reality for some but people what i'm saying is like you know at the end of the day the writer makes a choice mm. he could have just said i was playing football but he decided that i have to so you have to ask yourself why that specific detail mm. the dirty rags wrapped up together to make it to make a ball mm. that much that and that may or may not have been true mm-hmm. but it was a detail that he chose to give mm-hmm. but whereas he chose to be very blank about for instance his 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 college life for mm. instance so when you look at things like that you realize that mm. he made some choices mm-hmm. to, like zuchi said to make the western audience comfortable mm-hmm. with what the story he was telling mm-hmm. and you know it's even the same things like you know oh i grew up and we never ate rice and we never ate meat he was a middle class family yeah, exactly and then okay even up until the point he went to the u.s he was like he had never uh the soap thing i, I think I, I personally have a problem with that yeah. even if you haven't seen different shampoo <laughs> <laughs> different shampoos and soaps you are you're, you're ready yes. yes yeah first of all so you i'm like i, I like to think yes. you've read you're, you're yes. a voracious reader so mm-hmm. you've seen these things mm-hmm. it shouldn't be something that would just wow you mm-hmm. and you're like and like i know? hated the way he described his experience with oh a big tv yeah, and oh so many so channels really, you know, so like, and you know what have you been reading that you even if you haven't seen this thing mm-hmm. that they are making you feel like oh wow i'm mm-hmm. seeing it. so that was what made me feel that he was just you know, right, yeah, yeah. That, that was, that yeah. was just... Yeah, like, like what you said, mm-hmm. a journalist should not be that confused mm-hmm. and wild. This mm-hmm. thing should not be new to mm-hmm. Okay, so, um, um, did you find it interesting that he was broke most of the time in this story, but he had time to chase women? See, yeah, I wouldn't lie. Eh? See what I said? Eh? When I was reading that his chapter about his wife, and about how, oh, he had all these gay women, yeah, I was like, yeah. lies, 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 <laughs> and I, I felt insulted on behalf of his wife with that last part, that last part. I mean, he was talking about how oh, um, he formed that he had to leave the party, and then he he made her he wait, wait for, for it. Like six days where, days yeah, wait for six days before he called. You know, so he basically made himself into you know how Nigerian men, men. like to feel like mm-hmm. they're the prize. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Yes, yes. you, you men. Mm-hmm. Yes, how they like to feel like they're a prize that we need to win, yeah, that, like we need to attain. You know that we need to attain, and he he made his wife into that into somebody that did that mm. somebody that put up with his excesses mm. oh he was a playboy Boy, he didn't want to be caught but his wife true love and hard work managed to now pin him team, down and tame, the, like i wanted to just beat him up he's <laughs> a man who like he said was always broke had an old ass car mm-hmm. couldn't dance Mm. They didn't know about going Dutch mm-hmm. and and had know, like several relationships at once. How do you manage that? It doesn't that? work. It, it just it just seemed a little funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> it was suspect. <laughs> um, did what were some of the most impressive stories that he told in this book? Oh, 
Okay. Um, I think as a writer, I enjoyed his story about his writing workshops. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I liked that, but that's just from a, like, you know, a personal perspective. I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. But I think some of his most beautiful stories, the story about his father and the father's friend, mm-hmm. um, the, Jen uh, yes, yes, Tucker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I liked that story a lot. Mm-hmm. And I love the shade on Achebe, Chimo Achebe. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh. Oh, yes. <laughs> He dethroned him. Yes. Like you know, not everybody knows that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially the uh, when he actually abandoned. They had investors. Yeah, they, they had, had investors. investors give up one of your seats or whatever. How many percent and of yes, and And when you realize that. Um, Chino Achebe sent this man to America mm-hmm. to, to edit, edit this book, the, the and there was no plan for how to pay him. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We, we laugh about him being broke, but he was broke because basically Chino Achebe and the rest of the board of African commentary mm-hmm. stranded him in America, right. stranded him in a foreign country, That's and right. now he had to beg for his rent. And you know, and they were really nonchalant about, about the it. You know, it, it, it's quite terrible. And mm-hmm. the picture he paints, of course, there's more than one side to the story. Mm-hmm. Is that Achebe was not even trying to use his contacts mm-hmm. or his influence in any way to get to investors get mm-hmm. or to get them to you know. So it, it's 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 really a it's a sad tale. Made me feel sorry for him at mm-hmm. some point. Um, do you like the parts of the story where I mean, I like that there were parts of the story that I could relate with. So the parts where he talks about Samuel Kwaraji and, you know, he had friends who were talking about London made entirely out of concrete, concrete and, you know, the parts about communism and wrestling and how they had to take all these fancy names of like, yeah. you know, so it, it kind of made me start reminiscing about all of those weird, ridiculous stories that we heard you know so like can you think of right now any ridiculous story that um you have heard about something an actual thing but like blown out of proportion the way uh, this um yeah. never look at america in the mm, eye type football. thing uh why indians are banned from football <laughs> yeah i heard that story and i was like wow are you serious you know, it, was, it, was, it was recently it was until recently that i realized oh shit that thing was yeah, alive. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's funny because like when i was a kid mm-hmm. um they they told us that oh um you know india was beating us 100 and zero and mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. one of our players died and it was they called the player's name mm-hmm. and then later on as i got older um the story changed mm-hmm. and people were now saying it's samokwaraji that died mm-hmm. but those of us who are old mm-hmm. i'm like yo like, oh wow <laughs> some of us are old, old enough to actually have remembered when okwaraji died so i was like oh like no and then like like my younger cousins are like they, they quarrel with me about it like no it was the indians that was playing indians that okwaraji died i'm like no okwaraji died in 1989 i was there I remember mm. so it's funny to see how these stories change mm-hmm. over time but yeah that history about communism i was just laughing because yeah, when we were kids they used to tell us that ah in russia nobody owns anything mm-hmm. just yeah. Yeah. someone needs the car to go so the person will just enter and drive to the next world you yeah. know nobody owns anything i was like wow that's uh, beautiful i'll like, tell you, you know, we want that <laughs> Okay, so um, who else found it a little odd that um, he suddenly found some African-American who he had to help reunite with his family and the African-American had to be the lost child of some African mm. king, you know, some Niger- a Nigerian king and she's suddenly a princess and, you know, they have to, they, I mean, um, she, 
obviously i mean he one minute he's, he's he's talking about it yeah. and he's talking about the fact that oh maybe the girl felt that she would get like a coming to america yeah, type of reception it, yeah. and it turns out that she just happens to be the daughter of a, of a chief yeah, that story yeah. that story in a lot of ways didn't ring true to me was okay, that so was it just me for that particular story i actually asked myself what was the point of the story at that exactly point in exactly the book. exactly because you just got to the u.s you're mm. trying to um, start a magazine your life. You know, you're, you're trying to start so mm. why were you introducing karen at this point mm. of this story mm. so i was like whoa there's no method to this madness <laughs> 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 that was what I thought. So till now, I still don't understand why the he, point of that story. The point yeah. of that story, yes. Was he just trying to let us know that um, I played? Someone. Yes, I played a part in this. Mm. Or was he just trying to draw a comparison between coming to America? At and some the, point, he felt like he was yeah, just trying so, to fill up space. I, yes, I, I didn't just get it. Uh, see, so yeah, there was something that, about that story that really bothered me, okay. and it happened in other places in the book. Mm -hmm. You see, when and. It's, shock, it's shocking to me uh, as a journalist, as uh, him being a journalist, mm -hmm. he never seems to understand people's motives. Like, he, let's just say that that story is true. Mm -hmm. You know, this woman just wants to be reunited with her father. Mm -hmm. But he starts to read all these strange motives Motive into, into her mm -hmm. about, oh, maybe she's looking for the princess, mm -hmm. African princess, mm -hmm. coming to America. Story. Mm -hmm. Why? Why does it have to be that? Maybe way? she just wants to he know who her biological yes, father is. She just wants to know who her father is. It was the same thing um, with the issue about people with dogs. Mm -hmm. And it was not like, yes, you know. That thing was so condescending. It was so yeah. condescending that people that don't have other meaningful, meaningful. or purpose things in their life, mm -hmm. maybe then they will not have to. They, they now pets. have to get pets, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, and all people that don't have children. I'm like, well, look, I grew up in a house with we were kids mm -hmm. and we had dogs mm -hmm. and cats, you know. So, you know, just because he doesn't understand, understand. something, mm -hmm. he tends to caricature it, yeah, and oh, make yeah, a cartoon out yeah. of it, and it strikes me it's yeah. very condescending. He I mean, also I, hates feminism. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes, yeah. He, he came yeah, across he came, that he way. Came off. Mm -hmm. the, I remember. Yeah, the, the, two Afri the two African American women he portrayed in this book. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, this when, he, when he was to meet um, Soinka, mm -hmm. yes. he met the, there was a the author. About yeah. Yes. The author. way he wrote about yes. her, mm -hmm. when he met her, yeah. was a very flippant. Yeah, yeah very like, one of these feminists. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah he, he that was, wrote a, fem a bunch of feminist books. So. Yes. <laughs> very dismissive. Yeah, yeah. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but it, 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 there's something about him. There's something incurious about him. Mm. He just does not want to know about these other cultures that mm. he's living among. Because, like, for instance, how do you explain a man who lived eight years in America before he realized that Americans don't eat rice, rice and chicken, and chicken on, Christmas on Christmas Day? Day? You know, when the whole media and everything and people you like, talk to I'm colleagues you. you will know what people do like yeah. you know that's like saying that you come to nigeria and after even only two years you don't know that people eat ram at salad mm -hmm. or that he didn't know it was winter when he was traveling to the u.s for the first time exactly. and then the yeah, cold now hits him and he's like yeah. oh wow winter i'm like yo you're you, honestly you're a journalist, <laughs> you're a journalist. yes you you read he just he, he just he, he, he played up that whole or sophia in america exactly <laughs> and, and it was it was very annoying no, 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 especially, like especially by the time we get to the part where he's um trying to excuse racism 
Did you did you get that vibe as well? Uh, he was explaining it away. Why you know the, when he was telling the, the crocodile story. story? Yeah, they're not so bad, mm. but you know the way that mm. you know. So like, I don't I didn't understand why he felt the need, need to, to explain it. Why he felt the need to um um excuse their bad behavior. Like you shouldn't be telling that to me. You know, like he was trying to invalidate a lot of the anger that we feel. He was basically saying, oh, just look at it from a place really of you know. And 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 was it just me or did you feel like that as well as it i didn't really catch up on that oh okay how about you andy yeah it's it, it annoyed me quite a bit as i expressed in the <laughs> review to it, yeah it, i found it quite annoying and offensive i think generally he just was not he's not a very empathetic person or that's how it comes across in the book mm. the, let me rephrase the book was not very empathetic he was not able to put himself in the shoes of other people who were maybe being um repressed or be like he he did not want to understand the black american experience mm-hmm. and you know it, it's kind of strange that that's I mean, but again in general you don't want to understand the american experience at all mm. in many ways mm. so it, it was just one example of that i mean and he also he was also god he was too he was like i, I don't want to say too nigerian but he was too nigerian i mean americans are telling you yo before you come to my house Call, call me, me. And, and then the, you want to force your own Nigerian like, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny to see somebody go to another person's culture. Mm-hmm. See, you're already at an advantage when you travel from your culture to another culture mm-hmm. because that means you're, you're seeing you're two seeing, cultures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you're even one that's supposed to be able to explain to people that okay, every culture is different, mm-hmm. so you can't impose your own cultural view on other people. Yeah. But he was out there trying to colonize Colon- America. Yeah. <laughs> You know, no, this is how friends must behave. Like, Like, I didn't understand that. Like, Like, this is no friend. No, don't do. I'm like, what the hell is wrong? Just showed up at her house, (laughs) and the way he told the story was like from a place of you know, like he was standing on the yes, standing on a moral high ground, basically. You know, and she was the one that was, Mm -hmm. you know. But then there was another thing about the book when we're talking about um, him not really understanding the place where he was at when he said he got his um he became a naturalized uh, american got his citizenship mm-hmm. and all that mm-hmm. and he was asking all these questions what i thought that at that point he was going to bring it home mm. you yes. know that was what i thought mm-hmm. you know okay so i'm nigerian does it mean that i'm going to renounce who i am mm-hmm. to now be is this going to so i was thinking i was going to make that he place he was more... going somewhere yes i thought it was going and then the next Just thing i don't know who was that <laughs> Like when you're building your building, it doesn't let you come. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that was. Men are suffering. No, but what do you think about that? I never ask her to so tell me. Eh, I didn't really care. So let me ask her. See, eh, as I was, that whole chapter, as I was reading, mm-hmm. I didn't know if it. I just wanted to read my book. I wrote it in my book. I said, "Bros, you wanted the blue palace. Don't say that you wanted the blue palace. What's all this long talk? You're talking about? I, I, I want to make mm-hmm. challenge Americans. Mm-hmm. I took the citizenship to challenge Americans mm-hmm. to ask them the question mm-hmm. of what citizenship means to mm-hmm. them and what does it mean to be an American. Will you accept me as mm-hmm. a <laughs> what kind of visa did he even passport. go to America with? See, I, that's exactly, yeah. exactly. Because, because we all know the kind of the visa. Yeah, exactly. Because he went there on a visitor's visa. Mm-hmm. First of all, he lied mm-hmm. to, to get the visa. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He lied and told them that he was, was going there for a conference, conference mm-hmm. and he never came back. Mm-hmm. So let us even say they give me a visitor's visa. Mm-hmm. After he was able to on the visitor's visa, next thing he's in school. Mm-hmm. So that means visitor's visa has changed to student visa. Mm-hmm. Then he went there in eight years. In less than eight years, without green card, he got citizenship. So maybe things work different. 
different so maybe, then, maybe back that's then? Yes, uh, maybe the immigration process has changed mm-hmm. since then and so this was a different method maybe mm-hmm. or maybe Achebe actually did more for him than his letting us yeah so because you know, we don't really know mm-hmm. how far but mm-hmm. the whole thing was weird oh but that relationship with Achebe though see yeah, the, the the thing about that whole chapter those people just brought Nigerian way of behaving and they took it to America. Yeah. They felt like they would just get away with it. Yeah. How do you start a magazine? You don't have the funding for the magazine. And you allow people to, to take a job and they're not being Then when it's time to pay them, you're telling them stories, stories. Then the contributors too, mm-hmm. to the magazine. Mm-hmm. When it's time, they will be calling for their... Ch- I'm like, yo, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. This is what makes people say that Nigerians are scam, scam artists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes. what I hated was the part where he was borrowing money to send... Um, back home, so back home for rent to keep, keep on and then sending it back. <laughs> I mean, it was crazy, and this was one of the biggest conversations we had at the book club um, at the meeting uh, yeah. this evening. A lot of people were saying, "Oh, um, it's an obligation." Um, Chuma was saying, for instance, that it, it shouldn't be an obligation; it should be something you you, you should be able to decide to do. But Nonso raised a, a point that Andy had to concede. Nonso was like, "Well." An uncle trained him. An uncle put him through school. So mm-hmm. why should he now that he has gotten there decide? Oh, I know I don't want to train anybody anymore. So that's that's a that's a question that continues to linger. Is it time? Is it is it time that we finally like push that table? Is it time that we challenge the notion that um, we're obligated to take care of our parents and our siblings after we blow? Is it time to challenge that notion? I guess um, just that the balance has to be struck. And like somebody else said in, in, in the review today, everybody's kids differs. Mm. But like, why I considered Nonso's point was this. Um, the uncle could have easily said, look, I'm not, I don't have any obligation to anybody. Mm. Let me just be on my own. But the uncle decided, no, my brother's children, my brother can't train his children. Mm. Let me, I can afford to, I'll squeeze myself. Let me train them. Mm. Now, one of those children now gets out of it, gets to America, mm. then the expectation is, okay, yeah, the same way other people who had no obligation towards you reached out and helped you, you to reach out and help somebody else in the family mm. so that the whole family comes up little by little. Mm. And I see the sense in that. Mm-hmm. I cannot say, oh, I don't see the sense in that. I see why there is even a morality mm-hmm. to that. I see that. But at the same time, like, you, a, a human being should not be brought to the position where he has to choose between paying his rent and sending money to his relative. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not fair. It's not right. Mm-hmm. And the pressure, the the social pressure is such that he felt he had to yeah, owe his rent yeah. to send, send money. money at that Just point, to keep up appearances. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. At that point, it becomes toxic. Yeah. It becomes toxic. So yeah. there's a balance that has to be struck. Um, do you feel like um, we are still a people who do not question um, adults? And do you feel like our 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 culture of not questioning adults has com- contributed to ruining our moral fiber as a nation because i remember he was talking about that at some point i, I forget how he put it then where you couldn't even ask um your parents or you couldn't ask adults questions or they because they'll come they here for yeah, yeah they'll knock you on the head I was, i've forgotten the context in which he was mentioning about that. his um, the pen pal his father's pen pal yes he never understand how they became yes and he had all those questions Question so it's not like children us. of nowadays you know so that got me thinking i mean uh, we were we a lot of us were raised like that you can't ask the adults questions and that's probably why we're so docile do you do you think so yeah i yeah, think I, I, I do think so but is it i think you should take okay. this one yes yeah. um okay my family now like i can't even 
I don't have the mind to start asking my dad some, some questions. Wow. But like my mom, I'm freer with her mm. and stuff like that. Mm. So now when it comes to stuff that pertains to anything concerning my dad, mm -hmm. I'll get to either go through my mom mm -hmm. or some... Go I, I've tried to break it off, but I still find it hard mm. to actually be a man in the case and mm. actually meet my dad and mm -hmm. talk out things with him. Mm -hmm. So like that's how I grew up. I grew up... Does, does it affect life. how you deal with authority, period? Yes, it does. Hmm. How about you, Andy? Mm, you see, the thing is, it's very clear. It, it, it's one of our biggest problems. When you're not allowed to... You know, if I even look an adult in the eye, yeah. you know, growing up, you know, you, it, it, it teaches you and... The worst part about it is what it does to the adults. Mm. Yeah, like it, to, the, to the child coming up, it teaches you not to question authority. Mm -hmm. It teaches you to be docile. Mm -hmm. But then it tells the adult, and we all become the adult, mm -hmm. that when you're in power, you don't have, nobody you're can not question, question you. Yeah. That being the senior, seniority is the only thing that makes you right. Mm -hmm. And so we have systems to, and that's what makes things spoil. Mm -hmm. When some people feel like they are no longer accountable. Mm -hmm. And that's what just happens. Mm -hmm. You get into an argument and no matter what, at the end of the day, last, last, whether you're right or wrong, you know what I'm saying? So these are the things. And like we see that in this book, mm -hmm. them took advantage mm -hmm. of that. Yes. They knew yeah, that they, 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 took, they took cruel, cruel advantage, advantage of it. Mm -hmm. But it's a normal thing here in Nigeria. Like he pointed out, many bosses don't pay salaries mm -hmm. and nobody can challenge them. Mm -hmm. You know, um, lecturers will do terrible things to students and nobody can challenge them mm -hmm. and it's it makes us all docile and you notice that like one thing about americans you see like a 17 year old american mm -hmm. who just got out of high school mm -hmm. and she's already independent yes. she feels independent like, yes. mentally mm -hmm. you know she's ready to go out on her own she leaves her parents are ready to go mm -hmm. but a nigerian in her 20s or his 20s he's still he's, very he's, psychologically yeah he does not feel like an adult yeah mm -hmm. It's a, it, it's because of that. We don't give Even a um, practical example, my cousins who are in the US, mm -hmm. when we gather for like family dinner or something mm -hmm, like that, mm -hmm. I mean like the adults can say something mm -hmm. and they'll be quick to say, no, I, I don't agree with that. That's mm -hmm. a lie. How about we look at it this way? Mm -hmm. But we the Nigerians will be like, like whatever they're saying <laughs> we can't even be bothered by this. But we have an opinion. We want to yeah. say something. Yeah. But by virtue of Conditioning. Conditioning. Yeah. yeah. We we'll just, you know, you just bam. No, no problem. You know. Ish. And, and 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 I mean, I feel like I feel like we carry that over, and it's so problematic. Do you think we can step away from that? Do you think we can break away from that? Is it too late for us? Uh, I don't think it's late, man. I don't think it's late because recently, personally, I've been making conscious mm -hmm. efforts not mm -hmm. to. Power. Just to, yes, mm. those the line. Mm. Oh, Zuchi, you should do this. Yo, why should I do that? I think I should do it this way. Wow. I think this way will work. Yes. And now, I mean, everybody is beginning to learn Behave. to be in mm. their lane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I think, and then, not breaking away from that, I tell my folks all the time, I'm going to raise my kids to question everything. Mm. If they tell them good morning, they should ask why it is good morning. Mm -hmm. Who brought up the word good and morning in the first place? Yeah. That's how I'm going to raise my kids. Yes, they should be able to question everything <laughs> at every single my, time. My, my, relatives, yes. my family members, they are like fascinated with my son, mm -hmm. my three-year-old, mm -hmm. because he he doesn't just take anything for granted at face value. Mm -hmm. Tell him something, we give him an instruction, he'll ask you why. why? Yeah. Tell him, don't do this, he'll ask you why. why? He wants to know why he's prohibited. I'll say, yeah, don't climb up there. Why? Because you can fall and break your head. Mm. You say, okay, he's got it. But that, yeah. if you say, 
don't cry, but he, he asks you why. You say, because, because I, I said, said so. Mm. You say, but why are you saying sense. so? Yeah. And, and I'm like, yeah, leave him. I, that's how I want mm. you to raise him. Mm-hmm. I want him to be that way, to mm. question everything. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the interesting thing. We also talked about um, raising children. We mm-hmm. also talked about um, um, the way that children are raised. Someone raised the issue. I think it was you, Eze. That, oh, it was Zuchi who yeah, raised that, that part about, about caning. caning. Yeah. You know, and that caused quite a debate at the review this evening with people being pro-caning and others not um others not supporting caning at all so it was it was all really interesting and what was the consensus again just do whatever works for your family right yeah somebody i have just had to point out that somebody legitimately said mm. that Killing a 15-year-old is not okay mm-hmm. because 15 year old knows it can be reasoned with. Mm-hmm. But, but killing a 2-year-old is, is okay because you can't reason with a 2-year-old. What's so, so wrong with that statement? That it is better to inflict pain on a 2-year-old who doesn't understand why you're inflicting pain well, on Maybe them. not pain. When you, when you, oh, the whole point of corporal punishment is to inflict pain. pain. There is no corporal punishment without pain. Maybe you just... So you tell them this is why I'm flogging you. Then you could also say this is why I'm taking your toy away. You can also say this is why I'm I'm telling you to sit down. There are many things you can do. What you have what if you what if you have a child who taking their toy away or doing all of those things doesn't work with, then it, what? It works with most children if you started out early enough and you started out right. Hmm. You know, like um um our pointed out, like mm-hmm. you just have to um, establish authority. Establish authority mm-hmm. if not so on page 65 I, there's a point where he says a point of cultural information among nigerians asking a friend for a loan especially of a small sum was often a matter of polite form everybody give and take her alike understood quite well that the money would likely never be repaid Freeloader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know it like that. If I give you money, whether it is two dollars or three thousand dollars, I expect it to be. To uh, be and and this happened. And this happened after um, the Karen experience. Yeah, you know, it was like, immediately after. It was immediately after. Yeah, he was to get himself out of the yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. When he went to Bath in the gym yes. to get But he happens all the time, guy. But he happens all the time, Give me one thousand. Okay. But guy, give me five hundred. Yeah. You know, send your money, no, okay, come back. Ten dollars. How much is one k? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what, no, one k. Ten dollars like, right now is three thousand something. No, back then. Back then. Back then. One k was like okay, hundred. But back then you couldn't go and ask somebody for hundred naira in the eighties. Yeah. You asked somebody for hundred naira, they would slap Oh wow, yeah, yeah, because hundred naira was a lot of money, right? So, like, so we have that attitude. We have that. It's a cultural thing for us to to. We're generally not an accountable people. I, I, I don't agree. Um, no, that's you personally. I kind of agree. People come to you for money. Legit. Babe, give me 20K. Give me $3,000. You give them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Give them. But okay. So you give them the money. Time to pay back. Stories, man. Look, man, it's in the back. <laughs> Yeah, but, but but really, um, I've, I've experienced it like maybe my dad was like, Oh, yeah, I found a family like five years or something. Mm-hmm. And usually, it's usually a, a little song which mm-hmm. maybe may not be that significant. Mm-hmm. So, you know that and tomorrow you will still asking for it, mm-hmm. it, so it goes so, around. So, sometimes, some okay, I have I had this friend mm-hmm. who he's his um, what's the what's the word for it now? His uh, modus of, of 
What's the one thing you really hated about this book? I know there's a lot of things we hated, but what's like the one thing you really hated about this book? I hated his use of grammar. Um, the use of words mm. when they were not necessary. And for someone like, who claimed that Achebe... Who, yes, he, yes mm-hmm. I was going to say that. Mm-hmm. He said Achebe, you were talking about Achebe like this, you know, his simplicity and all that. Then you're using all these non-functional... Those words are not functional. <laughs> I saw goodies, something, something... Like, honestly, I had no idea what that meant. I was like, what is happening? Esa, sartorial. Sartorial, I saw that like six or seven times. Yeah, you guys said that. Yeah, and I was like, 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 okay, what... Like, what was this about? Impecunious. Uh, this, I was like, no, fam. No, fam. You don't, you, don't, you don't use words like that. You know, you can make your points with, you know, simple sentences mm-hmm. constructed beautifully mm-hmm. and still get the point across. Get the message without, across, yeah. Yeah. So how, that was, how, well, how about you, uh, Eze? What did you hate most about this book? The English, really. Because <laughs> almost every time I had to drop the book was because I, I came across one, one English that was something... That was mind-blowing. Yeah. <laughs> one I, I still remember is a post-pandial threat. And I was like... What is this yeah, that's what like, I was just looking up. Yeah, like, yeah. Why? Yeah. Like he was talking about um, folklore. Yes. When he was about to uh, yes. talk the, about the, the, the okay. stories mm-hmm. that he was telling children. Mm-hmm. I was like, just what is the postponed? As in, how did this yeah. relate? And, and, and here's the worst part about that, because mm-hmm. that's the one word I looked up mm-hmm. in the whole book. Yeah. But here's this. So it's, here's this, here's the um, the sentence. Mm-hmm. He was talking about. The stories his parents read to them, mm-hmm. told them, mm-hmm. you know, after dinner. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it at the time. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it at the time, but the storytelling sessions were a marvelous postprandial treat. Mm-hmm. So, I thought postprandial, it just simply means something that you, you do, do after, 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 after a eating. meal. Yeah. So, I don't look it up, so, but I assumed that that was me. That's yeah. really but so now, the why I looked it up was because the sentence didn't make any sense. Yes. Now, let's read the sentence without the word, right? Mm. I didn't realize it at the time, but the storytelling sessions were a marvelous treat after meals. So, it does the sentence make sense? sense. Yes. No, it doesn't make sense. That mm-hmm. Why did he not realize it at the time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, he didn't realize he was enjoying the movies at the time? Like, the sentence doesn't make any sense. And he just used the big word to cover a bad yeah, sentence. Yeah. You know, and that's, that, I think that was my problem with, with him. It. was not the big words per se, but that he was using them to cover up bad writing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just like there's this page 59. Mm-hmm. Please put on the I just had to read it because there were like six, okay? I knew that Europe's imperial adventurism mm-hmm. and its depredation of Africa's human and natural resources mm-hmm. had left lasting scars on the African continent and people of African descent. But I was taken aback to hear or read scholars who purveyed a simple, uninflected idea of <laughs> Europeans as irredeemably nefarious, Africans as unblemished lords, princes and princesses, preternaturally disposed to nobi- nobility, a packed lecture hall churches amongst the most demagogical oh, I was like down, yo down, bro down. yo <laughs> like, yo seriously. yo what are you trying to say these things can be said 
simply English, bro. Yeah, yeah. but uh, again, um, we we also you also remember that we started off by saying that it doesn't feel like he wrote this book for the Nigerian audience. He even said that we use more, more big, big words, words than we. Yeah, and yeah. yet he went and and indicted himself so badly. Yeah, it, it was terrible. So yeah. do you think that the rating that this book got at the meeting at the review, so the average rating that it got was four over ten? Yeah, I mean like That's it about should fair. be lower. It should be lower? Yeah. It should be lower in terms of the writing, mm-hmm. in terms of the use of words. Mm-hmm. Um Sense of the scatterskatterness. Scatterskatterness. Like, why are you putting where you met your wife as the last chapter? I mean, why are you going from 1999 to 90 to 2009? Why are you going from and then going back to 1970 something and then going back? Like, he just kept going back and forth. Back and forth. Yeah, that that chapter about Noah. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. What was what was that? What was that? And it was an entire chapter. Entire chapter. Entire chapter. No, but he could have entered into the okay one. He could have said that. He could have merged it. One paragraph. Yes, yes. I went to Norway. I did this. I did that. I did that. Then to so ask somebody there, you okay? He said yes. He can hear. That was it. Simple. He not dedicated a whole chapter. Which is why I said that it it seemed like he he was. Was um, mostly trying to fill up like pages. I remember he said that about his first novel. Yeah. That he found out that in his first I attempt at a novel, mm-hmm. he basically took what should have been a short story mm-hmm. and, and made it stretch it and stretch it. Yeah. And that's what this what happened here yeah. in the book as well. As Same in, thing with as, the use of words too, mm-hmm. where he yes. said, you know, he was struggling with uh, his lecturers or so complained yeah. about mm-hmm. his use of words and all that. And when mm-hmm. I read that, I was like. Well, Didn't you learn anything? But but hey, here's here's the thing. Um, so have any of you read any other okay DB book? No, no I, I haven't. read his articles. Okay, and um, that whole big word problem, mm-hmm. he has it in his articles too. Oh. But I liked his articles because they're about like you know he comments on politics, political mm-hmm. commentary, and he tends to be like very he attacks mm. like. Unlike most political commentators, he's not afraid of attacking a particular mm-hmm. politician. Mm-hmm. Because he's in America, mm-hmm. so he can. He doesn't. He, he, he can, <laughs> so he will attack. He will attack somebody in government. He will attack somebody in opposition. Mm-hmm. So I've always liked that about him. Mm-hmm. But that problem of baby grammar here, yeah, 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 what do you think about that part of Wale Shoinka? I thought it was so unnecessary. Like, what was the point? I thought. I think he was just trying to let us know that he knows Wale Shoinka and Wale Shoinka thought that his book was evocative. I also feel like he was trying to do promo for Arrow of Rain. Like, yeah, 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 and read. yeah, 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 and uh, I think also he was doing a small take that to Achebe because <laughs> I think you're the only one that saw that. <laughs> I didn't see that, I, I didn't get that vibe. I don't know why he got that, where he got that vibe from. Some shade there because he was like, Oh, look, you know, now you know, this that whole Achebe versus Shrink. Why am I the only person that's following that war? There's a war, yeah, although one of them is. Simple versus exoteric. exoteric. I mean, Shurika is not even like no. But, but the funniest part about his pretty Shurika's book, but he himself admits that like, he doesn't understand him. <laughs> exactly. Yo, and exactly. even, even by the time he was done, by, by the time he was done, he didn't even explicitly say that he he, he didn't understand yeah, it. Yeah, he, he still says I have to go back, back to, to it. it. I always yeah. have to go back to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's take a quick break here, yeah, guys. And uh, take a listen to what a lot of people in the book club um, rated this book. 
Yes, 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 yes. So we knew that, yes, there was something. So when you talked of meeting Papuma and Professor Papuma at the party, that's when I knew. Oh, so this is when you're telling us about your wife. But that's, that's what, this didn't make me dislike the people, it didn't make me like the people. And what is that? So I would I would I would read the book. It's seven. Yes. So I it's a memoir and yeah you're allowed to write your memoir this way it's, it's it's a good way to write your memoir and it's even yeah even some of the things we're talking about where like there was an issue where he didn't front load his stories like it's like Chuma said he will start to tell us about somebody he said okay I need to take you back to remind to let you know why this matters and that didn't really work. Maybe a better writer would have pulled it off, but maybe he was not as good a writer as he thought he was to try he that. And it, it didn't, it didn't, not. it didn't quite work. And it sort of like kept, it kept throwing you out of the story to like you know, and he, he, he it stopped him from building suspense. And you know, look, there's some memoirs that are just simply professional memoirs where the person is living out their family life completely and they're just telling you about this point in their life professionally. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. That's acceptable. And so it would have been better if he had not even written that last chapter about his wife. And then let we, let us know that it's just about his adventure as a writer in America. And that would have been perfectly legitimate. I have other issues, but we're talking. Three and a half over there. Sandra? Um, I'll give it a five, actually. Because five, because um, he had some solid stories inside there. He, um, um, yeah, that's basically that. He had a few solid mm. stories, yeah. and he has wasted all the energy to write it. And I learned a couple, a bunch of new words. So five over ten. Yes, a whole lot of new words. So so five over ten. But um, I have a lot of issues with this. In fact, I'll give you four. Five? No. Oh, five is about you. No, no. You said um um how many times? Yeah. <laughs> so actually, yeah. Let's knock it down to four because I had more issues with the book than not. That's not. 
Yeah, there, there are more cons than pros. So yeah, let's take it down to four. And the four is because of the words that I learned and the stories that he told and some of the experiences that he shared that I could relate with as a journalist. And um, he took down Achebe, which is you know amazing. So yeah, so yeah, so yeah, four over ten for me. Uh, let me just say, you guys are very harsh girls. Yeah. I, was, um, I was thinking of. Brutally honest. <laughs> Brutally honest, right? I've not read the book, but I was thinking of becoming like. Uh, of trying my hand in. Um, at like fiction. So having you heard should. all of you now, I think. Last month was written by one of us, oh. and he actually got wonderful reviews because the book was good. Oh, really? This book. Like um, Sandra, like we talked about, is it um, what, what was that? What, what was that um, 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 YouTube thing you wanted to do? Little shit. Little, they say is it little shit? It's shit. Oh. Hey, Jesus. No, yes. Yeah, it can be in the middle. It's either little or shit. What's your take on this? Have we done it or not? Liked it. You liked it. One to ten. You liked it. One to ten. One to ten. Five. Five. Um, any other person? Um, okay. Um, how are you? You, you, you. Okay, okay. I liked the book. I love. I don't understand you people. It was funny. It was funny. It was instructive on so many levels. And then yes. And then, yes, um, yeah. what else? I like new words like every other person. Uh, I liked the um, part that he talked about the various stereotypes. I was telling um, to my earlier. This, that Sorry. this is, um, is a memoir. And I think that he's allowed to write certain things because he's telling his story. This is not a story he's trying to, he's not fiction, he's not trying to sell you something. He's just trying to tell you his experiences. And so I think that certain things should be allowed because, you know, it's like a diary. I'm telling you things that I passed through. So don't read it as though you're reading fiction. He's not trying to sell you something. But but at the same time, but, but then still, it was really funny to me. I, read, I kept laughing out loud. Yeah, 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 we're coming to a consensus that um, the 4 over 10 that the book club gave on the average, I mean some people gave it 7, 7.5 but we had more people who were giving it 3 3.5 and 4 I gave it a 4 you know, uh, Andy gave it 3.5 Andy is an author that is bashing another author you should be ashamed of yourself <laughs> uh, what did I say give it? I mean, it was your book we didn't give it a rating well, yeah, I did not give it a rating but 
I think I will give it a five. Why would you give it a five? I like the stories. Okay. Yes. In as much as yeah, um, it was, yeah. bad, was badly <laughs> written, but, yeah, but was badly put together, I but relate, yeah, I could relate to most of them. Yeah. Like you know. Um, the thirty story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I heard that a lot when I was. Yeah, so, we all do. Then the whole um, um, the the mysticism about um, the the Dibia. Okay, his fears. Yeah, that was part, beautiful. Yeah, I've yeah. also you know growing up to I heard that I I had the story of my great grandfather being a very big native doctor. Mm -hmm. Blah blah blah. The mm -hmm. stories that he would tell you. Put your hand in this very cold water and mm -hmm. it will scald you. Mm -hmm. and you put your hand in the very hot water and it will be very cool. Mm -hmm. I'll be like, oh, okay, cool. That is so then, cool. You know, all these, the decoy coy stories mm -hmm. and all those kind of things. Yeah, so I could relate to most of the stories. Mm -hmm. and, well, it was, it was so for you, five. Yeah. I think uh, one of the biggest things I could relate to was uh, as a journalist, I, I could seriously relate to the part where he talked about um, going to record Achebe and okay, then everything. Oh, yeah, everything that, was man. Man. Yeah, that was. That was, that was Oh yes! To actually be kind enough, man. It has oh, happened wow. to me. Like a lot of times, I'm on I'm on the show and I record a phone call off air, mm. and it's one of those rare phone calls. You know that sometimes people who call into radio shows can be very interesting. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> so sometimes you get that very quality phone call that if you play it on the show mm -hmm. is going to take the conversation to a whole new cerebral mm -hmm. level, like very intellectual, very smart, very intelligent. It's, and the first time it happened to me, I'd been on air for what? 3 months. You know, so like I hadn't really quite gotten the hang That's of it. Funny. And you know, I've been that day I've been praying for people to call in and then this one man calls in and he gives insight mm -hmm. step by step, blah 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 blah. And I was like, Oh thank god, this is going to take my show to a whole new level. And then um I, I go on air, I'm like, Yeah, so we had a call, blah 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 <laughs> <laughs> And I press play yeah, and man. there's nothing. Oh. I'm like shit my village people <laughs> I I didn't record the goddamn thing. So when I read that part, I was like, damn. Yeah. Like, Achebe is like a G. Yeah, yeah. He's a real G. For, for that, for that. Yeah. So I guess that in that case, Achebe can be forgiven for not paying his salary. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was still a dick move. It was still a dick move. Number one, he didn't pay. Number one, he didn't pay salary. Number two, he didn't use his his status. Yes. You know, he didn't use his cloud. He didn't. To get investors. Yes. He didn't. He wanted now got an investor. He didn't want to give up. Come on, position. man. And then when they now said, oh, who founded it? Mm, you now said to do shit. I mean, what the hell was that? That was insane, man. I know, but uh, there was a, there was something. It's, I don't think this is what okay in wanted to discuss, mm -hmm. but there was something in the background there of that story. Mm -hmm. And you know what he, he was also talking about, you know, how Americans have this strange view of Africa mm -hmm. and how Brian Gumbo, mm -hmm. this big journalist in America, mm -hmm. came to Africa mm -hmm. to film and all he was filming was wildlife, mm -hmm. you, you know. But you see, that's the interesting thing. Mm -hmm. th that, like Brian Gumbo's story mm -hmm. could get sponsors, mm -hmm. you know. All these um, images, all these um, portrayals of Africa as a backward jungle mm -hmm. could get investors and sponsors very easily. Mm -hmm. yeah. But now, this African commentary, this I magazine that stories. was trying to tell positive progressive stories about Africa mm -hmm. couldn't get sponsorship, mm -hmm. couldn't get investors, couldn't get money. Mm -hmm. So you see, part of this is that the media like, is already choosing what types of images of Africa get to. put out there. Yeah. And the money decides it. Mm -hmm. So in a way, it's not as if, you know, 
he, I think, I think he missed that point. He didn't see that there's not a level playing field, mm-hmm. and I think that was something I wish he had talked about. It. I don't even think that they like. I don't. I don't think they were being realistic. I didn't expect that paper to do well. No, I don't. From, think the, I, beginning, I, from the beginning, I didn't expect it to do well. So the fact that I saw that it couldn't do well, I'm wondering how they did not see that it wouldn't yeah, do well. You know, you know, but that's the thing. I don't think a lot of the time. The intellectuals are not very practical. Mm. You know, they get up and they decide they'll do something. It's like also when they decide they wake up or they want to go and run for president. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> they do these things without like looking at the practical world, mm-hmm. looking at the systems and the processes mm-hmm. that that uh, ensure success. They mm-hmm. think that oh, because I am this brilliant guy, mm-hmm. you know, and it just has to it, it's going to work. Mm-hmm. And others who have thought it before, mm-hmm. it didn't work for them because they were lazy mm-hmm. or they were corrupt mm-hmm. or they were not as smart as me. Mm-hmm. But no, they were. There were processes. How do you get into the magazine business mm-hmm. and you don't have an investor backing mm-hmm. you up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Terrible stuff. From the word go. From the word go. Wow, there's so much to talk about with this book, man. And we're going to um, incorporate some of the comments from the meeting itself. If you haven't, if, if you were unable to join us, you can actually see some of the clips on our Instagram. We are at um, the PHBC on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Please follow us and leave us comments on this podcast. If you have read the book, if you think we're being too harsh, there was a particular um, guest at the meeting today <laughs> that kept saying that we were a harsh crowd. Cry. Yeah. <laughs> but next month, we're, we're reading Aisha Oshori's um, so Love Does, Does Not, Not Win, win elections. elections. I can't wait to get into that book. Hopefully, we'll have Andy on the podcast next month because he's our resident politician. politician. <laughs> <laughs> and you have a lot of things to say um, about that particular book. Thank you so much, Zuchi, for coming on the podcast. Thank you. And thank you so much, Eze, for picking this book yeah. and teaching us new words by extension. My name is Sandra. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, kindly subscribe. Until next time, enjoy your day. Sartorial. <laughs> 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 <laughs>